What's up, guys? So in this episode, we are going to run through the landscape of the quarterback position and how that will or how that should affect your fantasy draft, or at least how it will affect mine, and we'll see how you feel about it. Okay, so <clears throat> as you probably know by now, I don't take quarterbacks early. And by early, I mean not in the first five, six rounds, typically. Um, I have spent a six-round pick on a quarterback recently, and, and that's okay, but I don't I don't despise that. It just really depends on what's available. You know, like typically how I draft a quarterback will be I'll be looking through it, trying to figure out who I'm going to draft out of the running backs wide receivers and if that's not looking great i'll switch over and look at the court uh look at the tight ends and if that's not looking like i'm feeling like i'm getting value then i'll look at the quarterbacks and if it's a little lopsided there i'll grab a quarterback so that's just how i i view it and this year in particular it is a very good year to have the strategy that i have as far as taking quarterbacks late which <clears throat> we will get into so First quarterback in terms of ADP is Lamar Jackson, of course. And Lamar's going in the second round fairly early, early kind of mid-second round. Um, that's really early. But Lamar, if it if there was a quarterback that you could convince me to take early, it would be Lamar because of what he can do as a runner. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna run for at least nine hundred yards and five touchdowns. So I get that. I totally understand if you want to go that route, but where you take Lamar, I'll take somebody like Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. You know what I mean? I'll grab a bona fide RB1, low-end RB1 as my RB2, and you can get your quarterback. You know, and so anyways, I'll get I'll get into the depth of it later. But I feel so strongly about this that I could just go all day on this topic. But Mahomes is the second quarterback off the board. Here's a little stat on Mahomes and something that I actually cautioned people about from the year before, because if you remember after Mahomes, after the 2018 season, Mahomes fans were saying like, dude, this guy is going to have 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns every year. I mean, they really thought that that was a realistic thing and, and not necessarily to be, you know, I'm being a little bit facetious, but they thought that 40 touchdowns was like his floor. And that's not realistic, guys. This is the NFL. NFL defenses get better at defending a specific player. They're going to contain him a little bit. He's not just going to run through everyone in the NFL every game. You know, that's not going to happen. So last year, Mahomes, in six of his first seven starts, so this is not including the Denver game where he got hurt, six of his first seven starts, he had over 300 yards. After that, he had less than 300 yards in five of his last six regular season games. So just to show you the volatility of the quarterback position and how it can be sometimes, especially for young guys, even as great as Mahomes, that's the reality. You know, you, you, that's what happened to Mahomes last year. So you don't want to tie up. You don't want to spend a super high draft pick, second round pick on a guy that can disappoint you that much. You know, because at the end of the day, say whatever you want. I know Mahomes got hurt. I understand that. And that's another reason to factor in. I know Mahomes got hurt, but you for every Mahomes <clears throat> or for what Mahomes had last year, you can find a guy in the 10th or 10th round or later that can give you the same production. And 
not when Mahomes does the not when it works out perfectly and Mahomes has 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, but typically like, okay, keep in mind when you have a guy that's a legit, a QB one, right. But he, t- but he's drafted and that's like the ninth round. That guy is only scoring like four points less than the QB, the QB one of the season. So <clears throat> it's not like crazy. And for how late, 10 rounds later, 12 rounds later, you know, nine rounds later, whatever it is that you're getting that guy. That's where I have problem with the value aspect of it. So anyways, Deshaun Watson would be like my quote unquote favorite of the early quarterbacks. He's going late fourth, early fifth. And he's a guy that if you if you are just like don't agree with what I'm saying about quarterbacks and you want to take one early, I would go Watson. But if you notice what happened with Watson last year, um, I actually wouldn't go Watson. I'm sorry, but if you, I, I would understand, I would understand if you did. But if if you look at what what Watson did last year for, on a game to, I think he was like finishes like QB two or three, but on a game to game basis, his his range of outcomes was like tr- like crazy, like. In I think it was like week five. I remember the Panthers played uh, Houston and Watson didn't do anything like they scored like three points or something for the game. But then the next week they played Atlanta. Or it was either a week or two later. They played Atlanta and the Texans scored like 56 points or something like it was crazy. So just that was kind of and I think Watson actually had 50 plus points, fantasy points in that game himself. So my point is. Watson's great and everything, but but the range of outcomes on a week to week basis is a little bit tricky with him, and he does sort of have a low floor every now and then, and in terms of his weekly performances, so something to consider. Um, Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are going late fourth, early fifth. I'm just not going to touch them. Those are run first teams. The quarterbacks don't run as much as they used to. Uh, yeah, just you know. My preference, I'm not going to touch those guys. Kyler Murray in the fifth round. Be very careful. I like Kyler a lot. His rookie year showed tons of promise. But there are a lot of people that that are banging the MVP drum and the, you know, that kind of thing. Look, the reason, and this is not a knock on Kyler, the reason that Arizona offense got better as the season progressed is because they became more of a run-heavy team, meaning they became more of a hand-the-ball-to-Kenyon-Drake-style team. So not that Kyler won't have more success passing this year because he will, but I think his absolute ceiling <clears throat> is like QB5, and I don't think you're taking that. I don't think you're drafting that in the fifth round. And like, I don't mean this. Okay. His ceiling could be higher than QB five. But what I mean is I don't feel comfortable with his game to game variance. That's just my personal preference. I, I don't know. I think that they're going to be, they're going to run the ball a good amount. And Kyler will have games where he goes off. But weekly, I don't think you're getting 25 every single week. I just don't. Um, okay, Josh Allen is someone that if you really put a gun to my head and said you have to take one before the seventh round, it 
would probably be Josh Allen, just because I know now I've seen 17 rushing touchdowns over his first two years. I feel that it's not reckless of me to bank on six touchdowns rushing, you know, and that's almost one every other game. So that's actually a lot for a quarterback. And if you do that and he improves as a passer, like I think he will, and he scrambles two or two to four to five times a game for, you know, 40 yards or so. Now we're looking at just running the ball alone. We're looking at a pretty decent floor, you know, so Allen would be the one in the sixth or seventh round where if if you just want to secure your quarterback, I get it. Take them. Um, here is the reason I will not be drafting a quarterback in in the first six seven rounds this year. Q, uh, here are some quarterbacks with a tenth round or later ADP. And by the way, anybody I mention now, I kind of like or I really like, especially at their price. Matt Stafford, late tenth round, love it. Daniel Jones, 11th round. Love it. Cam Newton, somewhere around the 10th or 12th round. I love it. Jared Goff, 12th round. Baker Mayfield, 11th round. Ben Roethlisberger, 12th round. I think Ben's last year where he actually played, which is 2018, he had like 5,000 yards passing. So, 12th round. Kirk Cousins, 13th round. If you want to throw a fly at the wall or see if it sticks or whatever that expression is, Drew Locke in the 13th or 14th round, Jimmy Garoppolo in the 12th, Joe Burrow in the 11th, Sam Darnold as late as you can get him, like the 15th or something. He's going super late. Um, <clears throat> so my philosophy this year is going to be, and I don't normally do this. I usually just grab one quarterback and that's it, you know, but and just roll with them, and, and it usually works out okay. Like last year, I either had Josh Allen or Jameis Winston as my every week quarterback, and that was fine. That worked out great. And I got him in like the 10th round, or so maybe like ninth round, Jameis. But um, with these guys, because just looking back and trying to get better myself at this game of fantasy football, I look back and I'm thinking last year, why didn't you throw a, a 10th round, 12th round pick at Lamar Jackson? You know what I mean? Just because you had Jameis or Josh Allen, like that shouldn't, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay to just kind of like, well, let me, let me, you know, when you can get a quarterback that's scoring 25 to 40 points every week, like Lamar was last year, man, it is an advantage. And especially considering there is always at least one or two of those guys available in, in, the double digit rounds or close to the double digit rounds because like, for example, that guy this year could be drew Locke, could be Joe Burrow, could be Sam Darnold, could be Baker Mayfield, could be Matt Stafford. I mean, you know, it it really could be a lot of these guys. So what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to take two of these guys. I'm going to take two quarterbacks after round or either in round 10 or later. And, I would spend a ninth round pick on Matt Stafford if I if I felt like the board was picked pretty clean. I, I I wouldn't mind that at all. But um, so like let's say I take Stafford in the ninth or tenth, and then <clears throat> come round twelve, I, I'm not really loving anything else I see. I grab Drew Locke, or you know what I mean, or even in the thirteenth round. 
something like that or Joe Burrow like but where I grab like somebody like Stafford Daniel Jones who I feel like okay that's my guy who's going to give me 18 he's going to give me 18 points a game you know 18 or more a game and then I grab also a young gun Joe Burrow Sam Darnold somebody like that in the later Cam Newton in the late round somebody that might not have the floor that you love but boy oh boy their ceiling is up there so I think that's interesting this year, especially considering if you use my little like, why on earth would you draft a kicker <clears throat> and and hold him on your roster? Because typically we all draft our fantasy team and then week one is a few weeks at least away. So what I do is I draft instead of draft, I draft two quarterbacks. I draft my second quarterback where everybody else is drafting a kicker. I hold on to that quarterback. I watch him play his early game in week one. I don't dump him yet. I watch him play week one. If he plays, let's say he plays at the the one o'clock games. I watch him play week one. If he has a Lamar Jackson, Drew Locke has five touchdown passes. Now I'm like, whoa, all right. Well, I'm going to keep both quarterbacks for now. And I'm going to dump whoever else. One, who, whoever else of a late round pick, I'm going to grab the kicker for the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. Just You know what I mean? And just, just float through kickers like that. But it just gives you that extra little edge where you can hold on and you can wait and see. And that's very valuable. That's why roster spots are limited and you can't just, you know, sign everybody. Like then it would be less fun unless of a there would be less of a competitive advantage to to be exploited like the one I'm telling you and like if you get to the point where you don't even like any of the defenses and or you think there's a lot of valuable defenses still available that you don't necessarily have to draft one I would not be opposed to doing this with your kicker and your defense last year when I started doing it a lot of people were like what the hell are you doing you pick up a kicker because the one o'clock games in week one started and they're like dude my opponent doesn't even have a kicker. What the hell is he doing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get one. And they're like, dude, what is going on? The afternoon games are happening and you don't have a kicker. And I'm like, yeah, because I had Will Disley. <laughs> that was my guy. That And I, I don't think Disley did anything in week one, but then he went off in week two. So it unfortunately backfired a little bit where I, I cut Disley after week one. And then week two, he had a big week. But he ended up getting hurt anyways. But point being, if – it's just worth it to wait, even if you get a kicker that you don't like and you have to start him week one. I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? If your team's good enough, you don't really need much from your kicker. Kickers are more valuable on worse fantasy teams. That's just the truth. So I think that's a valuable strategy. And, and I think that a quarterback wouldn't be a bad, a late round quarterback wouldn't be a bad guy to roster just to watch what he does on week one specifically somebody like drew lock cam newton somebody with a little bit of unknown around him you know even ben roethlisberger because ben could, could go off i've never been a big ben roethlisberger fantasy fan but it could happen um you know some jimmy garoppolo even joe burrow sam Darnold. these guys are there's a lot of unknowns surrounding them they're young still <clears throat> a lot of them and they could definitely have one of those seasons where you're just like wow whoever drafted that guy late hit gold you know that there's no reason that can't be you so that's but guys i just named 11 11 quarterbacks that i personally would feel about 80 percent, 90 percent comfortable 
if you told me that I had to pick one of these guys and just start him all year, like I'd be relatively comfortable with almost any one of these pretty much. Like I'd probably go with like Stafford or Daniel Jones just to be, cause I feel like they have the higher floors, but that's my point. If there are 11 guys that you can get in rounds 10 or later that could turn out to be top five of their position at, I mean, maybe even the top player at their position for the year. I just think that's totally worth it. And yeah, man, I just, I, I love that strategy this year. So I will be employing that. Um, <clears throat> and then for those of you that wanted to hear the uh, Matt Ryan, the, the rest of the seventh round and on guys, Matt Ryan's going in the seventh round last year. He finished as quarterback 11 in terms of points per game. I don't trust Matt Ryan. I think they will be a little bit more run heavy, uh, or at least they'll, they want to be, you know, their defense can help them stay in games. There'll be a little bit more of a run heavy team. And, and Ryan had games where he just didn't look good last year. It was a little game to game variance was a little bit of an issue. So I'm not, I'm not taking him in the seventh. Like I'd much rather have Stafford in the 10th. Uh, Tom Brady in the seventh, late seventh tip uh, too. I like him, man. I, I like Brady a lot. I think Brady could be that guy that, you know, if you wanted to, you could draft Brady in the seventh and then come back and get somebody like you know, one of those other young guns in the 12th or 13th rounds. Also, <clears throat> because I do like Brady and I think that his upside, like I could just for some reason in my head, I could totally vision Brady going absolutely crazy this year and with Evans and Godwin, I could see him being a top five quarterback. So Carson Wentz in the seventh, eighth round. I'm not crazy about Wentz because uh, the receivers, we still need to see those guys do it as, you know, as, as excited as we all are. We saw Wentz last year have a really hard time because his receivers couldn't get open toward, you know, towards the end of the year. And he played phenomenally down the stretch, not, not taking anything away from him. But you have to worry about the injury stuff because <clears throat> he has missed games. And game-to-game -game variance, again, sorry to sound like a broken record there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd in the seventh round, give me – I'd much rather draft, like, Raheem Mostert or somebody like that, uh, Mark Ingram. Somebody – I would much rather draft a right, uh, running back or wide receiver if, if I'm going to draft a guy with upside, but that's also a question mark. I'd much rather it be a skill player. So I'm going to do that. Um, and I, I want to ask you as a question, if you could, uh, if you feel like it, DM me your answers at Fairshake Football on Instagram, at Fairshake FB on Twitter. Do you prefer Russell Wilson slash Kyler Murray? So either one of them or, I'm sorry, do you prefer Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray in the fourth or fifth round or... Do you prefer Matt Stafford in the 10th? I think you know where I'm going. I'm going Stafford, man. I really I really like that value, but I'm just curious to like, do you think, if I just ask you, who's going to score more fantasy points, Kyler Murray or Matt Stafford? I think that's a seriously, a question I'd really have to think about. And the fact that you can get one five rounds later than the other is that just takes that question to a whole nother level. So I also think he was, I, if you ask me that question, I think Stafford will score more points than Russell Wilson 
And I think he'll score more points than Kyler Murray. And I'll take him five rounds later. So that's just my take. But um, yeah, guys, DMs are open as always. I appreciate you listening. I'm going to continue to try and crank out two podcasts per day on the weekdays. Um, on the weekends, it'll be a little more difficult because I got a little five-year-old running around, not at school at <clears throat> those times. So it's a little bit more difficult for me, but um, I appreciate you guys. And if you could share this, that would be super cool. All right, guys, later.